0: We're turning to the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. I give honor to my pastor, the man that God has placed over my life, who has authority over my life to say yes and to say no. I'm so thankful for Pastor and Harple and Sister Tammy. We are truly blessed here at New Life Fellowship to have such great pastors in our lives. And I give them honor today. Hebrews chapter 11, very familiar portion of scripture today. And we're going to have a great move of the spirit. Somebody say amen. You're not here this morning by happenstance, by coincidence, but you are here in this house today because God woke you up. God had in mind for you this day to receive exactly what you need from him right here in this service. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will be glad and rejoice. If somebody in the next few moments will just get glad and rejoice, whatever God created for you on this day, it will come to fruition right before your very eyes. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. This morning, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you this subject. Things I understand. Things I understand. One more time, would you lay your Bibles down, your devices? Would you close your eyes and lift your head toward heaven? Lift your hands with me, and would you just ask the Lord to help us here today. Father, we love you. Come on, lift your voice today. Father, we thank you today. We give you honor. We give you glory. We worship you, Father. We give you praise. Thank you for what you're going to do in this house this morning. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let faith arise today. Let faith rise today. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The year was 1776. In the dead of winter, it was a hopeless, lifeless season. General George Washington and the tattered remains of the Continental Army were struggling to stay one step ahead of the enemy teetering on the edge of collapse. They were literally one defeat away from total annihilation. The campaign that had begun with such great promise had seen more defeats than victories, more losses than gains, and those who had once been thrilled by the possibility of having liberty now despaired at the thought of the next battle before them. Between September and December, 11,000 American volunteers gave up the fight and they returned home to their families. A pitiful few, bloody, broken, bruised with their service contracts that would expire at the end of the month if they too returned to their farms, their lofty dreams and high expectations that launched the American Revolution would quickly be swallowed up by swift and humiliating defeat. You cannot fight a war without an army. It was in this time, a very dark time, when Lady Liberty was breathing her last gasping breath, that a young man who used a discarded old drumhead for a desk began to write. That young man's name was Thomas Paine. See, a few months earlier, he had authored a pamphlet entitled Common sense. This is what helped launch this army into battle. Now on the edge of defeat, he began to write a new piece entitled The American Crisis. It began with these words, these are the times that try men's souls. I know today that we live in a far different time than that of Thomas Paine and George Washington and all those American volunteers that were fighting for their liberty. But I think the words of that journalist, philosopher turned soldier ring just as true today as they did back then. If you really look around you, these are the epitome of the last times that try men's souls. Everywhere you turn with each new day, it seems as if the world is constantly being turned upside down. Values no longer matter. Morals are no longer of a concern. Everything that once was and what we stood for seemingly is being flipped upside down. Now we've heard all of our lives that there is coming a day that when everything that can be shaken will be shaken but I can't help but believe that, that this is the kind of day that those old Tommy preachers that were standing in a tent and having tomatoes thrown at them, and they were standing there saying, there's coming a day where the very things that you thought would not be are going to be. The kind of day that Jesus was talking about when he said in Matthew 24, unless the days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. Let's face it, we're living in a time where the world does not make sense. When nothing is as it should be. When was there ever a time that these United States of America were as divided as they are right now? We've not seen the times that we're facing as we are right now. These truly are the times that are trying the souls of men. The world is trying to use fear as a tool of manipulation. And in the midst of all of that fear that is being promoted on every channel, every station, no matter what you pick up or no matter what you watch, that fear is trying to inundate your mind and inundate your heart, inundate your home. In the midst of all that, people like you and me are struggling. We're sitting back just trying to make sense of it all, trying to wonder how it came to be. How do we go from here? Where do we go from here? The question we face today is the same question that they faced in 1776. How do you respond when your whole world defies explanation? When the things that you thought you understood have been turned on their head? What do you do when try as you might, you cannot make sense of what's happening around you? When you're faced with such a true reality that you simply cannot understand. There are no words, there are no confirmation or affirmation from anybody else that can comfort you in some of the situations that you and I are facing in this day. But I have an answer from the Word of God today. I've got a word for somebody today. The Lord has been stirring this word in my spirit, and God is going to help somebody in this house today. I wish I had two or three. All I need is two or three to believe that with me. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders, everybody say the elders, they obtained a good testimony, the elders. Those saints of old who, against all odds, obtained a good report. They lived through their own trials and tribulations. They faced, that, they faced times that tried their very souls. They encountered things that they did not understand. And they even struggled through uncertain seasons. Yet they endured to the end. In Hebrews chapter 11, we read of victories. We read how they subdued kingdoms through faith. How they quenched the mouth of lions. How they quenched the violence of the violence of fire. How they escaped the edge of the sword and turned the flight of the armies of aliens. But it's in those same verses where we read about those who were tortured. who Those who would not compromise their faith in exchange for deliverance. Those who were mocked and beaten. Some of those were put in chains and put in prison. Some of them were cut in two and even died by the edge of the sword. But the one thing that they all had in common... Is that no matter what they faced, whether they were closing the mouths of lions, whether they were quenching the violence of fire, whether they were fighting and sending back the armies of aliens, or whether they were being tortured or chained deep in the prison cell, the Bible says they all obtained a good report. How did they do that? I tell you how, through faith. The Word of God answers it. It's simple this morning. You can make it through anything as long as you have faith. Ah, I don't know what you're facing this morning, but I can tell you this, that God has put inside of you a measure of faith. You say, well, I just don't know if it's there. It's not up to you to decide if it's there. It's built into your DNA. It's built into your fiber of your being. You are a child of God. And God said, all you need is a little bit of faith. Let me tell you what it takes to get through times like that. It takes a faith that keeps pressing on. I, I love Indiana. I love that it was 80 degrees three days ago and wearing coats today and had to turn the heat back on. God, God wants to give you the kind of faith that when you snuggle it up in the bed and it's warm and you got the fan on high, which doesn't make sense, but it's, we'll ask him when we get there. Why do we get in covers and put multiple blankets on and turn the fan on high? This is the greatest struggle of everybody in this house is when on Sunday morning you're in the bed and the alarm goes off and you're all warm and cozy and you got the sound of the fan going on and you know you ought to get up and go to church. But the enemy says you ought to lay here, hit that alarm. The devil is a liar. You got to be a little high strung like me. I don't have multiple alarms. I have one. And most time I wake up about three minutes before it goes off, which aggravates me to no end. Because that three minutes of sleep is the best you're ever going to get all night. I wish somebody give me an amen on that. But you down in them covers and that alarm goes off and your true faith is when you can fling the covers back and throw your feet on the floor and say my body hurts from top to bottom. My finances may not be what I want them to be. My children may not be acting like they want to be. I wish I had somebody this morning that would say, but my faith still stands. I'm going to get up. I'm going to put on my best. I'm going to put on what I got. And despite the adversity, despite what I'm going to going through. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to the place where I get my strength. I'm going to the place where my help comes from. We got to have a faith that keeps pressing on. A faith that refuses to yield. A faith that will endure to the end. We're all familiar with our portion of scripture this morning. Although it's poetic and powerful, it characterizes faith in two ways. Faith is the substance upon which hope is founded. And also faith is the evidence of that we have not seen. We live by five senses. We have confidence in things that we can see, hear, touch, taste, or smell. Those things are perceived as real because we have our senses about us. But there is an unseen world, one that exists beyond our senses. The world is even more real than this one, and it is faith that provides the evidence for those things unseen. Let me see if I can explain this this morning. Faith, by its very nature has to have an object to believe. You have to believe in something. And faith is only as good as the object of your faith. For instance, I have faith that when I walk up to a light switch and I flip that light switch, I have faith that the light is going to come on. In that case, my faith is placed in the electrician who wired the building, wired my home, and my faith is only as good as the electrician. If he fails, my faith fails. So when the writer of Hebrews admonishes us to hold fast the profession of our faith, Watch what it gives as the basis of our faith. Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that has promised. It's amazing that all I need to believe that the light is going to come on is something that sticks out of the wall about a half an inch mm it's because I've got enough faith to believe in a person I've never seen that's wired this whole building. I've never seen them. I don't know who they are. I couldn't point them out if you asked me to. But I have enough faith in that person that I did not see and their ability to provide them everything that I need at the time that I needed that I walk over to that light switch and about half inch my faith is activated and the lights come on. I've come to tell somebody this morning, you're about half an inch away from getting your miracle. You're about half an inch away from tapping into your healing. You're about half an inch away into experiencing the greatest move of God in your personal life. Everything you've been praying for is about half an inch away. You're one step from salvation. You're one step from healing. You're one step from deliverance this morning. Somebody shout yes. Hey, I wish I had somebody that had faith today that said it may not look like it's going to work, but God said it's going to work. Hallelujah you may be seated. He who promised is faithful. Touch your neighbor and tell him God is faithful. Touch him again and tell him regardless of how you feel in this moment. Regardless of your circumstance God is faithful for Hebrews said for he is faithful that promised if God promised it you can write it down you can take it to the bank because the bank's going to accept it because if God said it it's going to happen it may not be on your time it may not be when you want him he's never late he's rarely early but God is always on time Yeah. Mm. I I don't know if you feel it, but I feel it today. I feel like we're just a couple claps away from an outburst of a miracle. We're about a couple shouts away from somebody getting exactly what they woke up this morning, didn't think it was going to happen. You're just a couple steps away from God doing exactly what he wants to do. Mm. Faith provides... The evidence of thing you haven't seen. It becomes the substance upon which all of your hopes are founded. Going back to the example of the electrician for a moment. I can't see the wiring. I have no clue about wiring. In fact, I can do almost anything, but I don't mess with plumbing and I don't mess with electricity. Two things that have bit me multiple times. And I said, not again. Not again. Gotta be smarter sometimes than what you're working with. You would say, Well, why'd you get shocked twice? <laughs> I gave you a second just so you could catch it. But my faith is enough evidence for me to believe that everything is done in order where I cannot see it. I have enough faith to believe that my footsteps are ordered of God. See, I can't see God, but my faith tells me that he's watching over me. Uh, sometimes I can't feel God, but my faith assures me that I, he knows the way that I take. When my soul is overwhelmed, my faith rises up in me to remind me that he is my rock and my fortress. He is my deliverer and my way maker. That he is my will in the middle of the wheel. That he still is the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. He still is the bride and the morning star. He still is the I am that I am. He still the Alpha and the Omega He still is the which is and which was and which is to come my faith tells me that though I can't believe it God is still the same all you need today you don't need a better job. You don't need more finances. You need your faith to be tapped into the spirit world. You need to tap your faith into the unseen world because faith is the, all the evidence you need to believe in the things you cannot see. Now watch this. Watch this. What the writer explains by definition in verse 1, he explains by example in verse 3. Verse 3 says, by faith we understand. Because encapsulated in those four words is the answer to every question we've asked earlier. What do you do when you're faced with things you cannot understand? What do you do when you don't have answers to those questions? You do what the elders did. You walk by faith because faith understands. When I don't understand anything, I go back to my faith. Because by faith, I understand it nav- that I can navigate things that make no sense to me. By faith, I understand that I can make it when everything else says I'm not going to make it. By faith, I can go when the world says you're not going to make it. By faith, I have an understanding Verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word. Everybody say the Word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith we understand that everything we can see around us was made from things we cannot see. The visible was made from the invisible. The things my senses can comprehend we're made from things I cannot comprehend. Mm. These may be the times that try the very souls of men and women, but all the chaos of life cannot change what I understand about faith. My faith is in the things I cannot see, not the things I can see. By faith I understand that he framed the worlds by the word of his mouth. He spoke it and it was done. What science says took billions of years to be formed. I understand by faith that it was just one utterance from the mighty God. Just one word from the ancient of days is all it took to put all the stars in the heavens. To hang the sun and the moon in the sky. To carve out the mountains and all of their majesty it was just one utterance of God's mouth. It was just one utterance of God saying, let it be. I've come to preach to somebody today that no matter where you are in your walk with God, maybe you are on fire for God or maybe you've slipped back a little bit. You are still wonderfully and fearfully made by God. God formed you with His hand and today He wants to utter some words in to your life that says my calling is without repentance. It is yea and amen. So what the enemy's trying to steal from you God said let your faith understand that I've bought you with a price. I've called you with my name that you are a child of me and I am the most high God. Somebody clap your hands this morning. All it takes, see, as humans, we want to get everybody's input. We want to get everybody's opinion and then reevaluate everybody's opinion and come to a conclusion that we think, based on what everybody else thinks, of what will make us have a better outcome. Have you ever thought that sometimes it's not God's will for you to have anybody else's opinion? Oh, trust me, I'm the biggest. I got one point and I got three more coming back. It's not God's will sometimes for us to confide and to ask questions that only God has the answers to. Sometimes we gotta find a prayer closet and we gotta get on our knees. But say, hold on a minute. We don't wanna do that because that takes time from Facebook. Oh, my God. That takes time from the gram. I'm 44, I'm still cool. I know it. All you gotta have this morning is not the opinion of your neighbor. Don't measure your miracle based off of the miracle of somebody else. All you got to have is, my God, is a stirring of your faith. Is to say, if God be for me, who can be against me? I don't need, I worship with your miracle, but I don't base my opinion off of that. I've been dealt a measure of faith, and my faith says, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Come on, take about 10 seconds. Stir up your faith. Stir it up. Out of your mouth, let it flow. Out of your belly, let faith flow. I have a word for somebody this morning. You've been fighting every devil of hell. You've been fighting anxiety and depression. You've been bound and oppressed. And the in- enemy's tried to tell you that your life is a wasteland. That you're dried up. That you're never going to be anything. I've come to tell you this morning. The thing I understand is that grace is abounding in your life. No matter what you do in your life where sin abounds, grace much more does abound. That means you may sin this way, but grace is stepping way ahead of you. God. God has already made a way of escape for your life regardless of what's going on regardless of where you are grace is here in this house today and the Lord sent me to tell you you've got to have faith believe today that you're going to make it you say I, brother brother I can't see him working but my faith gives me hope I can't see him working, but by faith he's working. I can't see deliverance yet, but my faith said deliverance is on the way. I haven't experienced my healing yet, but faith says to keep on holding on. Because he who promised is faithful. I can't see him with my eyes. I can't hear them with my ears. I can't feel them with my fingers. But by faith I understand. That the worlds were framed by the word of God. And that the same God. He watches over me. And the angels are encamped round about me. Of what should I be afraid? Watch this. Watch this. Because this is going to help you today. Romans 10 and 17. So then. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God because the word says so. The source of our faith is the testimony of the word. He is promised faithful. I know that by his word alone, he spoke everything that is into existence because the Bible says so. Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I wasn't there when he called the stars by name. I wasn't there when he told the tide how far to come, how far to go. I wasn't there when he stored the rain in the storehouse of the heavens. But by faith, I understand that he did it all because the word says so. What I understand, I cannot see Ha. And because of what I understand and I cannot see it, it enables me to press on through what I can see. Oh, I'm going to say it again. What I understand is I cannot see. Because it enables me to press on through what I can see. Uh, what I understand about what I cannot comprehend, it gives me the ability to keep holding on when the whole world seems to be against me. When my faith is tried and when my endurance is tested, when everything around me is shaking and I stand upon my faith this morning. Hear me this morning. Because what I understand is what stands under me. I, by faith I understand, and because I understand, my faith stands under me, which leads me to believe that no matter what we face in this life, I'm always going to have God on my side. I'm always going to have faith in my life that says I'm not going to sink to the deepest of depths. I'm not going to fall beyond the reach of God's hand. I'm not going to go to where God cannot reach me, because what I understand, it stands under me this morning. Faith is the substance of my hope. It says, hupiostasis, understand what I understand is what stands under my hope. I'm standing on faith this morning. That's how our elders obtained their good report. They stood on what they understood. By faith, Hebrews says, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice because he had a confidence in the things he couldn't see. By faith, Noah built an ark he never saw rain before, but he built a boat to save all of those that would. He had no idea what the definition of a flood was, but by faith he understood that if God said it's going to rain, he better get out the hammer and the nails. If God said it's going to come a flood, he better start building and putting some slime on that boat because there is going to come at a time where you may not truly see what God has said in your life, but if you'll start preparing today if you'll start living for God today, because as much as I don't want it necessarily to say it, in this house today, there is coming a day, day where the church will be raptured out of here. There is coming a day where we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with him. We know it because the word says it. So what do we got to do? We got to understand that God has given me a faith to live for him now. As a matter of fact, if you would allow me, just want to take a moment and share with you some things I understand. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Notice the verbiage there. It doesn't that We misquote this so many times. We say all things work together for the good. That's not what the Bible says. It says it works for good. That means that some things that come into our lives are not always going to be good, but it's going to work out for my good. I may not like everything that comes into my life, but I know that all things work together for good. So when it's not working out like I want it to be, all i got to do is hold on just a little bit longer to my faith. And God said, it's going to be for your good. i got a word for somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Hmm. You're hanging on by thread. In fact, you've said the words, Lord, I don't know how much longer I can, I can hang on. I don't know how much longer, Lord, I'll be able to stand exactly what I'm going through. But Lord has sent me to tell you today that you're not alone. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. That you need to tap back into your faith. Lift your hands to the Lord for a moment. Katorobo The enemy's tried to rob your faith, but God has said, I've built it into your DNA. Mm, Thank you, Jesus. You say, Brother Bobby, there's a lot of things going on that I do not understand, but here's what I understand is that everything's working for my good. Psalms 37, 23, and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. By faith I understand my steps are ordered. I might get knocked down. I might struggle, and it's okay to struggle. It's okay to be uncertain about tomorrow. But by faith you need to understand that what come what may, the Lord's got you right in the palm Of his hand. You remember the old song? He's got the whole world. This is my singing. In his hands he's got the whole world. Oh man. Next choir director, Brother Zach, I'm here. I'm just slightly putting in resumes. (laughs) I'm sorry, Brother Zach. (laughs) He's got got you right where he wants you. He's got you right in the palm of his hand because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You're not defined by your mistakes. You're not defined by your dilemma. You're not defined by your circumstances. What defines you is are you able to get up after being knocked down? What defines you is saying that when I make a mistake, am I able to come back into the house of God and still lift my hands? That's why my Bible says rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemy, your enemy sometimes. It's not the devil. Your greatest enemy is yourself. you got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and say, I am going to live for God. I may have fallen, but I'm getting back up. That's what I understand, is that I'm going to get back up when I fall. Because his hand's holding me. Isaiah 43, 1 and 2. And I know i got a lot of verses. But I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning. But now, thus saith the Lord, who created thee, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art what? Mine. I don't know about you. As a parent, Growing up without parent parental supervision, I never had somebody that fought for me. But me having my kids, you let somebody say, do something to hurt my kids, There's something that rises up in me. Because they're my kids. And who knew I would have two great kids. Thank God for their mama. I don't really know now. Now think about what they got from me. I know what Heidi got from me. She's got the gift, the greatest gift of all, and I probably owe her. I don't know. She doesn't. She's not got me back in the corner paying her yet. She got the gift of gab. <laughs> Glory, it's okay, honey. It's right. The Lord just blesses others with more words. Sometimes it's just repetitive words, but they're words yet alone. Somebody told me one time, I, they heard me talking and said, Boy, that guy, whoo, he's a motor mouth with a full tank of gas. I said, Glory be. I've got the gift of gab, I could talk the ears off a stone statue. But here's the thing that's my kids, they're your kids. And I've come with a word from everybody. You're all God's kids. The Bible says you're mine. Look at that verse one. I have called you not by just hey you. I can't whistle, but woo yay woo yay 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 yay. Hey woo you. God doesn't call you like that. He says Timothy, David Barber. I know who you are. I know where you are. I know what you're going through you. I've never forsaken you. He calls me by my name. I'm so glad I've got a God that says I know you by your name and you are mine. Look at verse two. He says now that we've established the power of possession. Possession. When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Here's what I understand, that by my faith, the calamity that surrounds me has no power over me. The water that can engulf me, the flood will not overwhelm me. The flame that can scorch me, why? Because my faith, I understand that I am his and he is mine. You may be that I'm trying to hurry. Isaiah 40:29. he gives power to the weak. I love this verse. How many times have we said, I just don't have the strength to make it? That's okay, God's got some little, little bit of power for you. He said, I give power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like buzzards. See, too many times we're flying around and hanging out with buzzards when God's called us to be eagles. We're still stirred up over things that are God has already killed in our flesh and it's dead and it's rotting because we've died out to it and we're hovering over it, trying to live off of yesteryear. But God said, I've called you to mount up with wings like eagles because eagles soar above everything else. Eagles use what's coming at them to propel them forward. So don't be dismayed. Whatever's coming at you, use it to lift you higher. Use it to go higher in God. Whatever." struggle you're doing and right now in your life use it as a platform to get stronger in God Matthew 24 and 13 but he endures to the end shall be saved I want to be saved above anything else I've never seen a Loomis bank truck behind a hearse I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse or in a funeral procession There's only one thing that rides in a hearse, and that's the body of an individual. I've never seen a procession of goods and accolades follow. All it is is people that love that individual. Above everything else, I've got to be saved. I cannot let what happens here and what I can see affect the very world that I cannot see. And it's easy to get misconstrued with the perception that what we touch is the reality. But this is simply just temporary. When we look at our life and our situation and we realize that God has put us where we are for a season. That there's only two things permanent in life. Death and taxes. (laughs) That whatever I'm going through right now, it's going to pass. And then the Lord has assured me that what I can understand is that wherever I am in my walk with God, he's given me the faith to walk in the fire. He's given me the faith to tread upon the serpent. He's given me the faith to stay in the fight and to not give up because in the end I want to be saved. In the end I want God to say, "Well done." Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, I don't have to have the biggest mansion in glory. You can give me a shack on the other side of the river of glory. I just want to make it. I want to understand that if I can hold on, if I can fight the good fight of faith, God is going to come through. By faith, I understand this world is not my home. It's not my destination. Faith that I've preached about thus far is simply about a faith about situations. But God uses faith in much more various ways to give power to those to tread upon serpents, to drink any deadly thing. To take the gospel to the whole world. Matthew 24 and 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. By faith this morning, I understand that this church, the church, will triumph in every situation. Because the gospel is preached right to the very end of days. I understand this morning that nothing in this world can stop the gospel from being spread. Where the gospel is preached, there will be souls to be saved. There will be revival. Regardless of what we go through, we will come out stronger. We will come out more powerful. We will come out greater than we've ever been before. When I turned my life around and I didn't know what to do, I come out now. Now, as I look back over my life, as I look back at what I used to, even when I was in church and I, as a young teenager and just get in and where I was to where the Lord has brought me. There's been many valleys and many mountaintops. There's been miracles, signs and wonders. There's been times where I didn't know where I would lay my head but the Lord always, always provided. It may have not been where I wanted or the way I wanted it but there was still provision in my life. Here's what Job said in, He said, I look, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Here's what I understand this morning. That my life and your life is guided by an unseen hand. I understand that he knows where I am. He knows what I'm going through. And he has plans for my pain. He has purpose for my chaos. And when he has tested me, when he has put me in the pain, when he's put me in the press, when he's put me in the storm, I shall... It's not a maybe. It's not a coincidence. The Bible says I shall come forth as gold. I've got a word for somebody. You're coming out of it. You're coming out of this. You're coming out of sin. You're coming out of hypocrisy. You're coming out of of, of your pain. You're coming out of your struggle. Because God said that when I tested you, I'm bringing you out as pure gold. Thomas Paine's famous lines were published in the pages of the Pennsylvania Journal in that cold, hopeless December. Here's what he wrote. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and sunken sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like all of hell, is not easily conquered. Yet, we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Some have said those words are the words that saved the American Revolution. December 23rd, 1776, General Washington ordered that they be read aloud to the whole army Those words stirred hope that day. They brought new life to the ranks of the demoralized army. Those words were credited with lighting a fire that propelled ordinary men to accomplish extraordinary things. Indeed, it was merely a three-day time span. Washington and all of his army crossed that Delaware in the dead of night and met the Hessian army at a little town called Trenton, New Jersey. It's because of those words. A faith and affirmation that though the battle is great, when you come out of this, you're going to be a stronger man. You're going to be a stronger woman. Listen to me, somebody. In the span of three days, everything changed. Everything went from demoralized army to an army that could run through any army put in front of them. A dark chapter ended. The page of history was turned and the tide of victory shifted in a very dramatic way. There were many long days of fighting ahead of them. But never again, hear me today, never again would defeat seem so certain or victory seem so far away. I've come to light a fire under somebody today. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I've come to encourage somebody today to light a fire under your faith to rekindle the fire that once burned to put prayer back in your mouth to put worship back in your hands and dance in your feet because this too shall pass and if God brought you to it he'll bring you through it as you stand with me today i have a word it's heavy upon my heart your season is not permanent You're going to come through this thing and you'll be victorious. Here's the things I understand that seasons change. There's never been a winter that did not end. There's never been a time that spring did not thaw and burst forth the buds of new life. It may be an uncertain season, but by faith I know that it's going to pass. I know there are things that are going on that I don't understand. And I'm asking somebody today to take a step of faith. To turn those things over to God. Focus on the thing that God has implanted in your life. Focus on the thing that God has planted you to understand by faith. I'm asking every eye closed, every head bowed. I feel the Holy Ghost in this moment right now. I feel the help of the Lord in this house right now. It's moving from front to back, from left to right. The Lord is coming to your seat. And you're saying, I can't see it, but I want to understand it. You're saying, Brother Barbara, I don't know why, but God brought you to this service this morning for this word. Because it's not God's will that you perish in your dilemma. I'm opening this altar to whoever will have enough faith to say I've got to get closer to God. I may not understand everything, but what I do understand is my faith is not going to fail me.